You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. All right, today I am so excited to have a guest on our show. If she's a student of mine, she is the gal who loves to talk about money, Sarah Becker. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so you are an expert in finance for self-employed, like entrepreneurial women. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how you came to do this kind of work. Like what Absolutely. even brought you to this? Yes. So I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I started my first business before I even left college. I put myself through college photographing weddings. That was my first, that was my bread and butter for a decade. Loved it so much. And then through my twenties, I also started an elopement planning company with my close friend. And then I also got into real estate. So I co-own a commercial space in new Orleans. That's now a guest house. So I took that from, you know, a blighted property to what it is today. And Mm -hmm. through those experiences, learned so much about how finances work. I mean, on my own, bootstrapping it, like Googling it, you know what I'm saying? Um, For three totally different businesses for, you know, a sole member LLC, a partnership, commercial real estate, all very different structures. And through those 10 years of doing that, I just turned 31. I also amassed a lot of wonderful friends in the Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial space who had the most amazing ideas, like successful businesses on the outside, but inside their finances were just in shambles. Mm -hmm. Didn't know like, how should we be categorizing for taxes? Like, how should I be electing when I file my taxes? Like, how do I save money? Period. How much money do I need to make? How do I budget it? How do I save for retirement? All these huge questions. And I literally just started talking about it all the time because I had been learning this stuff. I was really passionate about money. I would go to parties and talk about it. I'm so fun. Invite me to your party. (laughs) Um, And so through that, like literally over like margaritas, I was helping people like sign up for 401ks, you know? Right. And then about a year ago, that's like, a, let me just say, that's a sign yes. that like, maybe this is something you should be like pursuing. Yeah. Yes. If you're helping people sign up for 401ks over Marcus. And feeling like, woo, you yeah. know, um, hot, rich girl summer. <laughs> um, so about a year ago, you know, so many of my friends were like, you should be doing this. It's so silly that I'm like sending you my budget and you're like finalizing it for free. Like you should be charging for this. So I kind of started doing a little more on the side and I just loved it. It really felt like this is the culmination of my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like now this is like when my life kind of pivots and this is like my new life's work. So I officially started Becker Talks Money in January, February of this year, but I've been doing it, you know, behind the scenes for as long as I had a calculator on my phone. Right. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And um, just really goes to that idea that the first business you try and start and whatever, it doesn't have to be the thing that you do forever. And that's okay. And so I think a lot of people get stuck feeling that pressure of needing to have the best idea or the right idea from the beginning. And in my experience too, the faster you just start doing things and putting yourself out there and trying stuff, the faster you'll sort of have clarity and you'll 
weave your way through that path. I can, yes. I, we would be here for an hour if I was going to describe to you all the random things I have done in my life to make money. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. List is long. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the course you launched because you, yes. so you launched Becker Talks Money at the top of this year, 2022, and you launched a course, you, you enrolled in my program, Course Creator School launched a course very quickly and had a ton of res- like success as a result of that. So talk us through a little bit of like why you made that decision. Um, yeah. yeah. So when I started in January, my thought was I will do one-on-one work for a year or so. I'll figure out like, what do people really need? What do they want? Yada, yada, yada. And then maybe I'll think about a course because the course was kind of scary to me, to be honest. It was not, I was like, I have no idea how to do this. I have no education background. Like, I don't know how to teach people. And as I started the one-on-one work, everyone was like, you know, this would be a great course. Or, you know, my friend really wants to talk to you, but she's a little nervous, but like a course it's more palatable, right? Like there's a lot of emotions that come with money. And I also realized that everyone was asking the same questions. So then I felt like, you know, this, not that it was a waste of my time, but I was like, if you're paying me a premium fee for my one-on-one time, I would love for you already to have learned some of the basics. That's right stuff I teach so that when I meet with you, we can now take all of that stuff and apply it specifically to your situation and up level, right? Like I didn't want to have conversations all day about what a budget is. I was like, I could teach you this in a video. Mm -hmm. So I started just kind of compiling a Google doc of like, here are the questions I'm being asked all the time. Here are the things that seem to be really resonating with people, you know, as as far as like teaching method. And I came across your YouTube videos. They were so helpful. I saw you had a course on creating a course. And I was like, I I think maybe I could do this. Maybe I should just try it out. So I bought Course Creator School. I told you, I was like, I'm gonna give myself three business days to knock this thing out. Knocked it out, Google Docking, like all the all, all the outlines. I basically built my course map while I went through your course teaching me how to do so. Right. Knocked it out um, and just launched it. And I honestly was like, if I get five people, like at that point, I had probably done one-on-one sessions with 20. Okay. So I was like, if I get five people to purchase this, my price point was $297. I was like, if I make about $1,500, that's totally worth it for me to build out this program that I can then learn how to launch and sell. Because like I told you earlier, my, my launch strategy was none. (laughs) Right. Right. And so did you, um, when you put it out to market and said to yourself, okay, I want to sort of get five students in here, make that 1500. Had you built any bits of the course out already or I had only done the course map. Okay. So I, yeah. So you really followed like kind of the, yes. the general methodology that we talk about inside of course creator school. And I will say it really helped my anxiety because mm-hmm. I was like, I have this amazing course map. This will turn into something no matter what. If I start talking about this course, I built out a sales page. If no one buys it, I don't have to spend so much time building it. Right. And right. I was just like, it's okay. It's going to be fun. a little self-soothe, right. a little hug myself. <laughs> um, and that was really helpful because I, I had not thought of it that way. I definitely thought I have to build out this perfect course Mm -hmm. completely and then sell it before you start selling it. Yes. And, um, at that time when you decided to do this launch, do you remember roughly how big your audience was? I had about 350 Instagram followers and an email list that was extremely dormant. Okay. Like, and, and how many people like less than a couple hundred? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love that because it's, um, 
it's really relatable, right? Because people can hear me talk about launches and hear my debriefs and all that kind of stuff. But if, you know, it's obviously so different if I'm sitting here with tens of thousands of people on my email list, there is a disconnect in, well, hang on a second. Is this methodology and approach really going to work for someone like me who really feels like I'm at the more sort of beginning line of the business. Right. I mean, so, you're just not as relatable as me, you know? Well, oh, come on. <laughs> I started from zero. I know. I know. And, but, but I it think feels that's a, different when you're, yes, like, it, absolutely. you know, I listen to certain people who are, they've built like $10 million companies and I'm, I can't quite, uh-huh. there's, there's something that I, I need a step in the middle. Absolutely. Like I can't yeah. quite get there. So no, I, yeah, I appreciate that. So tell us about what happened because this is kind of an exciting like little twist. Remember, <laughs> okay. you wanted five students. What I happened? wanted I wanted five students. So I published the sales page. I like get on Instagram stories and talk about it. I send one email and I'm like, well, I guess I've launched, you know? Um, and Which, let me just be clear. <laughs> this is not the launch strategy that no, I talk about that? in first grader school. No. So. <laughs> no, no, it is not. I mean, look, we're talking bare minimum mm-hmm. from Jim's course and this is still what happened. So imagine, you know, if you followed the lot and that's like, like I said, I'm going to relaunch the fall. I'm going to follow the launch strategy. Right. My goal was five people. Within 30 minutes, I had five people. I felt nauseous. I was like, now I am ill. Um, I was like, is it COVID? No, it's <laughs> it's success. Um, and I did a seven-day launch. At the end of the seven days, I had 54 students, and my course had made $15,500. That is just nuts. From nuts. three days, 72 hours. Of you purchasing the program and going through it and just being like head down about it. I think that, yeah, I just think that that's incredible. And I was saying, we were chatting a little bit before we hit the record button. I think this speaks to a couple of things. It speaks to the fact that a, yes, maybe it had only been 350 followers, but you had already been doing a very good job of like providing great content, getting those followers to like very much trust you and trust sort of your expert opinion in this money space, but then also that you developed an offer that had a clear promise, that promise aligned with what that audience was interested in for themselves and solving. And you clearly messaged and articulated it just right. Like no sort of fluffy beating around the bush, unsure of what this really is. It was clear. Right. And people, when it's clear, um, you're if you're trying to sell a product or course or program, whatever, and you can't say with clarity in one sentence what it is, like how is anybody going to understand and then want to purchase it? A hundred percent. Yeah. So I just think that that's, I think those results are just amazing. Um, so if you, ha- let's imagine if you hadn't have joined Course Creator School and you just done this on your own. Like, because I'm here for the DIY bootstrapping entrepreneur. Like, I don't think you should necessarily always buy programs to solve every problem in your business. I've solved a lot of problems for myself, just figuring it out on my own, right? Yeah. Uh, As we all have. But what would you say, like, maybe made the difference? Or like, do you think the results would have been different had you not used this program? So for me, going into Course Creator School, like, all my ideas were like this all over the place, all over the place. I should use my words. This is a podcast. They were all over the place. And what course creator school did is it gave me a way to map it out that I had never, that I would not have probably come to. So Mm -hmm. I think that one of the reasons 
my course was so successful is that you gave me the tools to figure out how to communicate what the course was, Mm -hmm. how to structure the course in a way that was accessible, but valuable and communicate that value. Because again, with basically no launch strategy, like your course has got to be like amazing to sell. Um, and so that was huge. And then another thing, which I haven't even gotten to yet is in course creator school, you offered all these amazing bonuses about building your list and launching. And now, now that I have the course, I can do those other bonuses and launch even bigger and better in the fall. Right. Right. Like you have so many more tools and avenues and things to go into at this point. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's funny when people join course creator school, it's often like, okay, there's a lot of stuff in here. What do I start with? And you, yeah, you started with what you knew was the next best step for you, but now you can go into those other things. So yes. Yeah. It's great. And one thing I also found really helpful in reverse engineering, like selling before creating Mm -hmm. is after I sold, I sent like a little questionnaire to everyone saying like, what are your biggest money problems? Like what would success look like at the end of this course for you? Yeah. And I was able to really make sure that the course was tailored. I mean, 55 people, that is a, that is a great little segment, you know? So now I know that it reached them. It can reach 150, 250 people next time. Totally. And I bet you that also provided, well, A, it would have made them feel really cared for in the beginning of like taking that course with you to receive a survey like that. And then, um, I, it probably also like had an uptick in terms of their buy-in and like showing up for it. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, can you tell me like, how did it go with building it out? And I don't know your students, like tell me a bit about that experience. Okay. So after selling so many, uh, tickets or seats, whatever you want to call it, I was like on a high. So that was great. Cause I just like plunged off and I did the first two modules. Um, and was just like, so excited. And the first two modules were the most written out from taking Mm -hmm. course creator school. And so I did did those first two and I let those out into the world. I dripped it out. Yeah. Um, and then I got some feedback. I just like DM'd some students that I could see in Thrivecart were, you know, taking all the modules. And then I did the last three modules after that. So I literally took like four days, blocked my calendar and did it all in a row. And I'm so glad I did it that way because then for the following few weeks, I was literally able just to be present with my students. I did live calls every week. I was in my DMs every day. I was like, please DM me. Like, this is a great experiment, right? Like if you go through a module and you're like, I'm confused about this, like, tell me so I can fix it. Mm. And that feedback was so valuable. And again, I think at the end of the course, we had like our last live call and I had a student say like, I've never taken a course where I've been able to talk to you every week or like you. And, and that for me was huge. I know that that's not sustainable for every course, every launch, but for my first one, I mean, I, I feel like I got more value than they did from those live calls because of all the amazing feedback. And how many weeks of live calls did you do? I did five. Five. Yeah. Such a great amount of time. Yeah. Keeping them engaged. It feels like a doable amount of time for someone versus like a 12 week program, which is like, you think, oh my gosh, can I really commit to this for that long? Yes. Okay. I love that. Um, this is just so exciting. Actually, you, you said something quickly that I want to pull out, which is that you use Thrivecart Learn. Yes. So again, we were talking about this a little bit before hitting the record button, because it's one of the platforms that I really recommend now to any new course creator. Like if you've already got tech and you've already built stuff out in other places, stick with it. You don't need to switch. But if you're newer, um, I can't recommend this platform enough. It's what is Thrivecart is what I've used since 2019 for all of my selling and checkout pages. 
but now they have this online course like platform where you can build out all of your digital products and you still, it's, it doesn't cost any extra. So it's still a one-time fee that you pay for life and you get it forever. And you, there's no limit on how many courses or anything like that. And so I just love the fact that you also loved that platform. Yeah. Like that recommendation it really worked out well for you. It did. And I watched all your YouTube videos about it. I put your face in the corner of my computer (laughs) when I was building out, you know, like learning the back end of it. And it was so intuitive, so beautiful. Like, as I said, as someone who is quite money conscious, like being able to pay something one time instead of, I mean, I have friends who are paying $200 a month to to host one course, you know? Um, So it really helped my profit margin. And I had so much feedback about how beautiful the course looked. I mean, I just really loved the freedom of being able to be like, this page is a Google form. This page is a PDF. Like this page is a video. Like there was nothing I couldn't do. I would wake up every morning and be like, I wonder if I could put this in it. And the answer was yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's cool. Okay. Well, let's uh, shift our chat for a second. That was so, I think, inspiring for so many to hear about your journey of launching that program. And I'm also so excited about what's coming next for you. Like I was saying, you know, I think you've it's this whole new door that you've opened in your business now. And the potential is major. And I think like if we let's do a check-in podcast 12 months from now and talk about where your business like has gone, because I just see such incredible things um, coming your way. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, your, your um, let's talk about money. I just want to talk about yes. money. Let's uh, do so because I may not be like a personal finance uh, expert like you are, but I will tell you that listening to like personal finance podcasts or reading books on finance, it's got to be like one of my favorite things. Like I just love it. So I feel like I connect with you on that, even though yes. I might not be an expert also, just but two nerds, two money yeah. nerds, chatting, <laughs> chatting numbers. Um, So you had this section on your website that was called by the numbers and you shared things like how many businesses you've started, the amount of money you have in your retirement account. Oh my God. I love that. The number of properties you own, the percent of um, like income, like uh, you just talk about everything. So let's talk about what some of those numbers were. Cause one of them was your enough number. Can you explain for people? Like, what do you mean by an enough number? Absolutely. So probably the biggest question I get asked is, am I making enough money? Like when you are working on your own business, you have nothing to compare it to. You don't know what, like, you can't just like sneak over to a colleague and be like, what's your pay stub look like? There's right. You're only competing with yourself. And that can be really hard to feel like you're meeting the milestones you should be making. So for me, an enough number is we're going to, again, reverse engineer it instead of saying, I made $5,000 this month. Where does it go? Say, how much money do you need every month? And then figure out how to make that money. So for me, I'm like very, and you are too, you're very open about your, how much money you bring Mm -hmm. in, which I think is extremely valuable. That transparency, we do not have enough of that in our industry. Mm -hmm. So my enough number is $70,000. And, you know, I think again, in our industry, people talk a lot about six figure launch, you know, six figure income. That's all totally fine. It's totally fine to make a hundred thousand dollars. I have made a hundred thousand dollars in a year, but I don't need to make $100,000 in a year. I need to make $70,000. And when you say that number, is that like an after taxes number? Yes. For me, it's an after taxes number. Um, But as you know, like with taxes, like you, for me, I never still as like a finance expert, I never know how much I'm going to pay in taxes till the end of the year. Sure. I can calculate it out all I want. But yes, for me like that, 
is after. Yeah, it's an after taxes number. And does your enough number, I'm gonna, I'm I think I know the answer to this, but yeah. it includes your what you want to put away in different like savings or investments accounts. Absolutely. Yeah. That 70,000 includes, I mean, I put away on average about $25,000, $27,000 a year just into my retirement. Right. And that 70 does include that. That's amazing. Have you ever done like a breakdown of that enough number? Oh yeah. And there, I even have a, I have a blog post on my website that has a pie chart. You can okay. see. We're going to get that yes. link to that blog post, yes. everybody. We're going to link to it with this episode because I think that's really interesting. Obviously, that enough number is going to be so different depending on your Absolutely. circumstances, where you live, you know, whether you have a family, how big that family is, Yes, your, your goals um, for investments, all that type of stuff can really play into this. So no, that's fascinating. So, okay. I also want to talk about real estate yes. because you talk about the number of properties you own in that little section on your website. So would you say that you are someone who puts money into real estate and like more traditional, like stock market investing, or do you weigh more heavily in one or the other? Tell us about like, yeah. Yeah. So it's very 50, 50 for me. I really love to have a diversified. I'm always like diversify your income streams, diversify, like where you're putting your money. Um, but I will also say that it fluctuates a lot year to year, Mm -hmm. like right now with, at least in the United States with interest rates rising and the stock market lowering, it's a great, I mean, index funds are on sale. It's a great time to throw money in the stock market and not the best time to buy a property. So I will try not to buy a property this year. It's (laughs) not wise. I bought two last year. I should probably not. I should probably delete my Redfin account. Um, So it definitely fluctuates, but I think it's really important to do both. And I think that a lot of people have strong feelings about one or the other. And I always try to challenge those feelings because I really think there's no reason not to do both. It's not either or. People like to like fight about it. Yes. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. And most personal finance books that you read, like the person is very much on one side or the other. Yes. And I don't understand that. That is not something that I ascribe to. And I also think, you know, 90% of self-employed people do not save for retirement at all. Mm-hmm. So if you can just do a little bit of one, that's amazing. But when you reach the point where you're definitely making six figures, you're maxing out like your individual retirement accounts, and it's time to start thinking about additional stock market investing, real estate investing. I love I love both as a strategy. Okay. Well, let's talk about retirement planning for a second here. Cause that's, um, I don't think we talk about that enough in the world of entrepreneurship. We talk about, okay, how can we make enough money to have our enough needs met, Mm -hmm. but maybe not um, planning for the future. So can you, I don't, I mean, you don't need to share, of course, you, you could probably talk about this for like hours, but what are maybe some of those first things that someone should start thinking about, particularly women um, in terms of their retirement planning, if they're an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So I think retirement planning for entrepreneurs, I mean, I just see their eyes glaze over. I think people think of it as something very corporate. And what I would challenge is that being an entrepreneur is all about freedom, right? It's all about being able to go to the UK for a month or be able to take the summers off with your kids, whatever. Retirement planning, it's really freedom planning. Right. It's figuring out you don't want to work forever. Even if you think you do, things are going to come up in your life and you're not going to be able to work 24-7, 100%. 
for the next 60 years. Okay. Like with our best intentions. So for me, I like to challenge the idea that retirement planning is like stodgy or like something that like our parents do. Like it's something we should be doing now. And the Mm -hmm. earlier you start, thanks to compound interest, the the richer you're going to be when you decide you want a little more freedom in your life. Absolutely. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is it's very, it can be very overwhelming to look at all these different ways to save for retirement. I really try to make it accessible and be like, if you're making this much money, this is what you should be doing, you know, like baby steps. But I'll say like, just start starting. You know, if you can put $50 a month into a Roth IRA, you're in the top 10% of self-employed people. Right. Like we just need to, you know, start slow. And I also find that when people do that, and then they start seeing the results, you're so motivated to keep going. And if you are a perfectionist or if you feel like it's not for you, it's too much for you, you never start, you're never going to get there. Totally. And I actually think it's even more important for entrepreneurs because we don't have pensions. We don't have like this sort of comfort safety net. Um, And so, yeah, if you're not thinking about it early on, you really, you really do need to be. So can you tell folks where to find you if they're like, okay, I need to listen to some more money, money advice, uh, where to find you out with me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Where can they do that? Yes. So I'm very active on Instagram. My handle is at Becker talks money. You can also find me at www.beckertalksmoney.com. And I'm always in my email as well. That's hello at beckertalksmoney.com. DM me, email me. Cool. And we'll make sure to link to that. Yeah. That blog post about the enough number. And do you actually, do you have a blog post that's um, kind of like a retirement planning 101, like even better. I have a whole retirement 101 PDF. That's literally just like here. If you go to my website, you can sign up for my email and you'll get it straight to your email today. And then you got questions again, DM me. I love it. So great. Uh, well, thank you for coming on today, Sarah. You, I really Jenna. appreciate it. If anyone is listening and they are thinking of joining Course Creator School, given that you are a past student, is there, but they're, maybe they're sitting on the fence, they're not sure. Um, are there any like last tidbits or something that you would tell that person? Absolutely. I would say, again, just start starting, like purchase mm-hmm. the course, block off a couple days. I think another thing too, people are like, oh, if I if I purchase this big course, it's such a big investment, such a big time commitment, you can get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Just do what I did. <laughs> like, go, It's okay to go 50% and then do the totally. rest later to get started. Um, and you're, even like your free YouTube videos, your Facebook community was so, so, so helpful. So just jump in. Cool. Thank you, Sarah. Well, I loved having you on the show. We will definitely check in in 12 months. Yes, I can't wait. With your business. Uh, And I'm going to go nerd out on some money articles on your site right after we chat. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of the Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at gemma.bottomcarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show.